Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Cop Father. I am Craig Rommel, along with Dennis Cornelius. How are you? Good, bro. How are you, buddy? Good. Looks like we are, if you read the papers, we should be getting ready for a federal election. The prime minister here in Canada should be calling one, which he has the right to do. And I believe what I'm reading, he could be calling in the next couple of weeks, which means we would have a, an election in September. Obviously, he is taking advantage of the polls. Pretty much here in Canada, we have five parties. We have the Liberals with Trudeau. We have the Conservatives with uh, the leader right now is Aaron O'Toole. Yves uh, Plajean, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The Bloc Party in Quebec. Jack Meet Singh, the NDP. And we have a Green Party, which is almost not even worth mentioning now. They're in a lot of trouble, internal issues going on there, big time, with their leader. When you have a multi-party system like this, you never actually get a majority. I think the last several federal elections, the winner, whoever it has been, mainly the liberals or the conservatives, have ended up with less than 40% of the popular vote. Yeah. You can end up with a majority government here in Canada with, say, 36% of the vote. A little bit over a third. Now, Bloc is not a federal party, right? They're not, but they run as a federal party in Quebec only. I don't consider it five because they can't run in Ontario or Manitoba or the they West. They can't, but they're taking away. Yeah, they split they're, it. They're, they're definitely, you got to consider them federal, as far as I'm concerned, a federal party because they are taking away votes. If you didn't have the block around, then people would have a chance to vote for the other four parties. So yeah. technically, because they take votes away, yeah, they're... There, to me, there's a five-party system. Everybody needs a Ralph Nader. <laughs> Everybody needs a Ralph Nader. And with that, you know, and the way other things are going around when it comes to not political scandals, but investigations, you know, we, we try to hold politicians to higher standards. I don't think that's a priority anymore because the way some people get away with certain things. We have had our scandals here in Canada. You know, Trudeau, several times caught with a black face many years ago. I'll give him that. But at the same time, people have lost their jobs for the same thing. Like, the Americans are famous for this. The Americans are very hypocritical. I guess we are, too, when it comes to protecting certain politicians and not others. And, you know, let's not even include Trump on this. Uh, I think he still could be facing criminal charges of some kind, just on his taxes alone. 
But, you know, you look at some people like Mike. I don't know if you remember Mike Flynn. He was a national security advisor for Trump. He pled guilty pretty much perjury to lying to the FBI. Roger Stone, mouthpiece for Trump. Remember Rod Blagojevics, Illinois? The Chicago, yeah. Pretty much corruption. So there's a long list of people that have gone to jail in the States. But then you have the flip side of things where you have, you know, Bill Clinton got in trouble. He lied, right? Nothing happened to him. He ended up getting on with his life and making a lot of money. And you have the situation in New York State. Andrew Cuomo, have you been following this thing? The governor? Yeah, I know that it's, uh, there's been, especially this week, the president of the United States of America told him and told the press, he should resign. He should go. Yeah, so there was an independent investigation to him on several accusations of uh, sexual harassment or some type of harassment. They found that 11 women were telling the truth and that he sexually harassed or harassed these women. All, yeah. de- all Democrats, looks like, including a, a female New York State trooper. And he's pretty much said, no, I'm not going anywhere. And I guess the state laws, New York State law, there is an impeachment process also. A lot of the Democrats are pushing it. Yeah. He's not listening to anybody. I think Pelosi and Biden said he should resign as of today. I guess it comes down to popularity contest. There is a chance that if he wasn't impeached and if he doesn't resign, he could come back as the governor of New York. Pretty serious allegations. And they're just allegations right now. I mean, he hasn't faced any charges that I know of. And there's some civil suits going on also. But how do you figure in the world we live in now where we allow some to get away with it? And this is not a conservative, liberal approach to this. I think it's all over the map, to be honest with you, because really Trump hasn't faced any charges yet right? He probably should have. But how do you figure it in society? Is it media driven, whatever it is? You know, CNN's called Cuomo News Network now because of the way they protected him. But I don't want to go by the party on this, but how does some get away with it and some don't? So the only difference from what the names you that you brought up, and that's just 0.05% of the last, I'd say since the 90-91 with the mayor there in uh, Washington, uh, Marion Barry, Barry, Barry. So from 30 years, go from the summer of 91 till now and put in boxers, actors, producers, directors, you name it. The only difference is that guys like Al Franken that were very popular senators, Democratic, were lynched by his own party to basically end his political c- career 20 days after without an ethics commission or a committee Nothing. or anything. Yeah. They, and now Cuomo, who the 11 look very credible and the way they described it in the New Yorker, which is a Northeast intellectual is that he was running the place like a pickup bar and he was the only alpha male in there. And that's the New Yorker writing about a beloved New York governor. So it's there. He's done. The difference is, the president, the speaker of the house, friends, supposed friends, all are calling for his head. So the only difference I see in political parties is the Democrats actually get rid of their own. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know if that's people, quite true. There are people still refuting what happened the entire time of Trump's thing for the Republicans. If you step out of line and you speak against them, you're dead. 
I mean, yeah. not dead, dead. But whereas the Democrats, Cuomo is done, and it's his own people that are that are executing him politically in the news every day. The Republicans don't do that. They they can suffer the stench. They can. I think there's many Republicans who like tr- see Trump on charges right now. I think it's very split down the middle. It's causing problems in their party. I think that they're splitting the party. But I also think this here with somebody like Cuomo. Yeah. I think it started with Clinton also because Clinton did survive. He didn't go anywhere. He became a very wealthy man after. Yeah. It costs a lot of money to he- see him speak as of today at a, a private function. So. It's almost like when do we pick and choose or is it a popularity contest no matter what? It's very confusing as to who gets away with it and who doesn't. The profession of a politician's got a bad name anyways. I think any poll you do, they end up at the bottom of trust and everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, it's yeah. bad. It's really bad, you know. This just adds to it, but how do you ever take anything serious? You know, there's a news radio channel here in Toronto that I used to listen to. It was 24-7 news when I would drive around. I don't listen to it anymore because it's a lot of phoniness. It just seems like no matter what the news is coming across, to be honest, let's say 50% of it, I don't believe. I think it's very hypocritical, both conservative thinking and liberal thinking. Sure. And it's very hard to get up on the federal election coming up. I'll be honest with you. I think the last two times I haven't voted. I just, I can't vote for somebody who I don't like, even if I am, you know, I'm a conservative, but yeah. I haven't been impressed with anybody that's been stepping up for that. So I just don't bother vote. I'm not going to vote just for a party. I want to vote for the individual as a conservative. But all these news that you're hearing, whether it's Como or historically with their own prime minister or the president of the United States, certain times, because I don't think finished. He should have left weeks ago. Well, week, well a week, let's say a week ago. But you're, you are right, but... No, he apologized last March. His first public apology to these women five months ago. So this has I, been going on for a while. This is what they're saying, from what I can tell, in the center and center-left media in the States. If Cuomo survives this and is not brought down, the Me Too movement will suffer such an embarrassing blow to their credibility for the cherry picking. And I don't think they can afford that because they're still the Jeffrey Epstein's. That was only one guy, bro. You brought something up when we talked earlier about public persona and public figures and the private business world. I think it's, I think it's a rampant thing that's been happening for years and years. The public guys are the first guys now because you can get a lot of pound of flesh for that. But I don't think so, man. The only guy that really is making it even more awkward is Chris Cuomo, who is an incredible journalist, and he's strong. But he's making it even worse for his brother. And he's going on vacation today for a very long vacation. Because last night and the night before, he had close to a million people watching, and he didn't touch up once on the allegations against his brother. But a year ago, him and his brother were on prime time talking about meatball recipes. And- no, no, it was a disgrace. It was an embarrassment. I stopped okay. watching after that. I think a lot of people did. The CNN disaster regarding this, the hypocritical side of it, because you got to remember at the same time in the last few weeks, they brought back Tubin, Tubin, 
who was caught masturbating on a Zoom call and who was their legal expert. They brought him back. Yeah. They brought him back at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning, though. I saw. Doesn't matter. They, they brought, he's getting paid large. And the Zoom call was with the, was it, it was with the New Yorker, wasn't it? He was gone in like 24 hours from them. They fired Listen. him. CNN. Listen, this is probably a 12 month with oxygen tanks and like a, a space shuttle conversation because today on Fox, their editorial about Andrew Cuomo leaving, the second paragraph is they brought up two or three Democrats. And obviously, remember, before Andrew Cuomo as a New York Democrat was Elliot Spitzer. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that was the that was the worst I'd seen up till there's no way that Andrew Cuomo, he might have been doing some stuff that Andrew Franken was, you know, putting a hand on someone or saying things, but the Elliot Spitzer guy, they did law and order episodes about it. Like Yeah, that was probably the biggest hypocrite of them all. Exactly. So my point is that it's Fox, like Giuliani now getting caught yeah, the, doing stuff. The Fox guys, the, the article today about these Democrats that have got, gotten passes, they forget the movies and the Fox FX series about Roger Ailes and like their boss at they, Fox and what was going on. Everybody wants to hide their own stuff in the closet, but these guys, when they get into power, it doesn't matter ideologically. They're all the same, man. They're all dirty. That's why I go back to I don't listen to the news anymore or try not to. I read it to help for maybe a podcast or something or some of our other businesses that we're involved in yeah. to try to catch up on what's going on. But on the political side of it, it's just so disgusting right now on both sides. They're all hypocrites. So who do you believe? What? How, how do you get a, a better understanding of a situation when it comes to politicians. Listen, Trump was a mess. There's no doubt about it. But I'm just as worried. I am just as worried of the most powerful man in the world being 78 years old right now. I don't care which party he's with. And not pushing the button, falling on the button accidentally. I mean, we, we're in a mess here with this guy. I mean, he ain't going to last four years. There should be a certain age, like anything else in society to have power. You can't run. I mean, look at the Senate. Look at the House of Reps. Their average age must be 80 years old. There, there, there's just something wrong. So yeah. you're guaranteed after 50 years in the Senate, you're not changing your view on something. You know, new blood or, or um, a limit. Like, why do they have a limit on the president how many terms he or she can run, which is two, and not have it on the rest of the officials down there because the House of Reps and the Senate are very powerful organizations. Yeah. They like but they can run forever. There's several of them in their eighties right now down there making some really tough decisions. Yeah. I'm not worried. I think Biden only at least he admitted You have I'm no concern in. there at all with his uh, age and the mistakes he's making. He said I'm coming in for one term. And mark this day today or this week if Biden gets ambitious and we see in 2022, he goes, no, nah, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> and he starts doing push-ups like Jack Palance and to go a second term. He only did this because, thank God, he saw that Trump didn't do too many things that someone could deem necessary during what they were going through. Biden has done some stuff. Ageism is one thing. 
he is a little bit lost, he seems, and that is a little bit unnerving. But as a, as a lifelong civil servant, he's actually doing a better job in during this time than I saw Trump act in the four years. Yeah, but it's not. I don't care whether he's doing a better job or not. I'm concerned the most powerful man in the world, yeah. there's something wrong with the guy. Like, I mean, you need, I want somebody that's on top of it 100% of the time, not 70% of the time. And I'm yeah. sure his, his handlers are freaking out every day. He's getting a, a, a free pass here on his errors because of Trump. There's no doubt about it. If there was no Trump, he would not be getting the pass on either side of the aisle here because he's yeah. made some horrific mistakes verbally, verbally. So when he has to make a really tough decision, which usually means a war of some kind, or are we going to send missiles in somewhere? Yeah. And if I was the other side, if I was the Russians and the Chinese who are building every day, hoping that he makes a mistake, there's no doubt in my mind, it, it's un, it should be unnerving for us. I say this all the time. The last, I don't know, I would include Obama on this, the last 20 years of elections, say the last five elections down there, these are the best people you can come up with out of 380 million people. And I say that for us, 35 million people. These are the best leaders we have on all parties. These are the best people we have coming forward. It shouldn't be that hard to be able to run because to run for the president, you need, you need to raise a couple of billion dollars now to run. Here, it's not quite like that, but you need a lot of money to run. Who wants to do it? Uh, the qualified, super intelligent, you know, titans but with real character, who wants to do it anymore and be under that scrutiny when they're going to look and under a microscope to see what you did at 21 years old? Like you mentioned Trudeau, which was 30 years ago, and we're discussing it now. And he got, yeah, but, he, but he, he proves he's gotten away with it. He did win a minority government after those accusations. He is still he got, prime yeah, minister. He, yeah, he got, he got his wrist. If I, listen, I tell my friends, you get in trouble, same thing. Just say I'm sorry. Just, I think that's what Como's doing here. He just apologized, and he says, I'm moving on now. Trudeau apologized. Very serious. It's not me too, but it's, you know, it's Black Lives Matter. I don't even hear, I don't think they've ever said anything about Trudeau on that. But, Dennis, if it had been me or somebody like Julian Fantino yeah. or Ford, I, I would never, I would have people marching out front of my house right now. And that's what really pisses me off about this. The double standard. Huge double standard here. And and it's certain people are allowed to get away with it. Why they nobody said a word about I think Trudeau just apologized. And that's all you have to do now. I think that's what Cuomo is doing here. He said, I apologize last March. Move on. Uh, yeah, but bro, back to my comment on that. The truth is, he might be saying sorry, but the truth is, his own party, his bosses, his contemporaries, all Democrats, including the president, the American president, is telling him, you got to go. At least that's something that they have a conscience where I've never seen it happen. They've never chased a Republican out. Not, not their own. They don't do it. Why, you know, Dennis, why did it take them so long to come out and say it? There, there have been 11 women, women for months now who came forward. Well, we only know of 11. And none of these women apparently know each other. So I still don't know what he's done, though. 
he's touching. He's making comments that he shouldn't be, that you and I, if we made him in public, we'd be in trouble. Sure. You can't pick and choose. Like, where is Me Too on this? I don't see. I've been I've been researching all over the place. I don't see anything on Me Too about this. They're not they're not weighing in, but it's so it's yeah. Verbal. But why they should be like that's it's that's the double standard. Assault. It's verbal and sexual touching assault. and touching and groping, touching. Okay, well that's it. That's the definition of sexual assault. Yeah, so. it just it was just announced that one of the accusers has filed a criminal complaint against uh, Andrew Cuomo with the Albany uh, Sheriff's Office. So that just came through. They just announced it. So I think that they saw that he's not leaving, and so far it was just pretty much civil. The The independent investigation was not a criminal investigation, so they're saying, okay, this guy is still hanging around. Let's go criminal now. Then he has to step down if he gets charged, right? So, But it shouldn't come to this. No, it shouldn't. If this is all true, as they say, and it's 11 women, it's not a conspiracy. Unless it's the Democrats that have planted these women, because it's only the Democrats that are telling him to step down louder than the Republicans. He should just just step down. The world is on fire. We've got bigger things to do. Go. You're leaving. You did do a good job for a few months there, from what I could tell. But now it's toxic, and this isn't about making anything better. Now it's about political survival and arrogance, which a lot of these guys, when they're backed into a corner— there be above the law. Or so they, they announced Chris Cuomo's gone on vacation. Is that I didn't long, see that. A long vacation. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, I started this off with our own federal election, which looks like it's coming up. Where we're going to do a couple of podcasts on that also. Very interesting. I can't believe Trudeau could be coming back again, which I think he is going to win, and it's a, it's to blame the other parties. But that's the democratic system we live in. And we have no choice. Uh, I miss Nixon. I, I do miss Nixon. I got to miss Nixon. Hey. <laughs> I mean, he did screw up. If he hadn't screwed up, he'd come back. Henry, time to play hardball. <laughs> Henry, you know what? I'm if you ever ball. get a chance, it's all over YouTube. We're going to yeah. finish up here. If you ever get a chance, listen to the tapes from the Oval Office with Nixon. Buddy, Some of them I, are hilarious. Don't, hilarious. Don't you remember? Hey, when... When the Pentagon Papers was released as a documentary, we drove down to the Bloor Cinema in a, in a snowstorm, yes. yep. and we were eating popcorn. We're watching it, and we hear, time to play hardball, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> He's telling Kissinger, it's hardball time. And I thought, holy uh, shit. Oh, I just wanted to bring something up before we go. I saw a movie in 19, uh, made in 1978 by my favorite, or one of my favorites, Alan Pakula, who did... All the President's yep. Men. Great director. All right. In 78, he did a movie called Comes a Horseman with Jane Fonda, James Caan, and Jason Robarts. Okay. We're, so we're... it's a great, great well, modern Western. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. Very powerful. But there's a bar scene before James Caan as a young, tough cowboy gets into a fight. And if you see it, maybe maybe on YouTube, you got to see who in 1945 is dressed as a U.S. Army officer in this cowboy bar. Okay, we'll take a look. Don't say Comes nothing. a horseman, Alan J. Pakula, 1978. Oh, great. We're going right. to look that up. Thanks, buddy. We're Go gonna, Blue Jays. Go Blue Jays. 
Thanks, everybody. Go to info at copfather.com. Any comments, suggestions, appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, bro. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.